it up a notch. Here we go. Yeah. 
he lives in your heart today. Amen. 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 Let's sing a little. Let's sing some songs here about the blood. Look to page. Uh, I love this song right here. Look to page. Uh, I think it's three ninety. I think it's three ninety. There's power in the blood. Yeah. I love the, you know, my
right, we're just going to sing the chorus of this next song right here. Do you love Jesus? I asked you that question there. Do you love Jesus this morning? Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Let's just give us that chord. Let's just sing it off. Sunday school this morning. If you wasn't here in Sunday school, I'm sure you missed a blessing. So uh, uh, if you if if you missed Sunday school, I will tell you right now, you you missed a great great blessing this morning, brother Roger. Thank you. I know he uh, had a short notice to fill in, but I know he done a wonderful job, and and uh, it's good to be here this morning. But you know, he sang that song right there. Oh, how I love Jesus! I love Jesus this morning. It calls me. <laughs> Because of him, I wouldn't be here right now. Because of him, I wouldn't be here right now. And it's a blessing to have Brother Bo up here sitting right here by you. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. But I'm going to share a song, The Cause of Jesus. Some of you have heard this, this song before. But this song is just like a testimony. To me, it could be a testimony of you, but the cause of Jesus is... It's why he's made me so far today. And we know I'm a failure in lots and lots and lots of things. And I'm just a mess. <laughs> but you know, God loves me. Yes, he does. God loves me. The call of Jesus.
to have anything before Brother Steve comes up and brings his message this morning. Well, amen. Brother Steve, you come and bring the message this morning. Thank you, brother. this opportunity to just thank the church. Um, I guess I want to give you a flyer. And uh, just for allowing me to be your pastor. Um, I got to thinking yesterday, I was told by a former pastor here that when I came, he said, uh, brother, I'll tell you this, all you'll have to do is worry about the book board church and the deacons will take care of any problems that come about and they'll try to head them off before you ever have to know about it. And church, you don't know what that means to me. And I know we've, we'll, have, we'll have times on the mountaintop, we'll have times in the valley, and I know that little problems will come here and there, always does. We'll have growing pains. That's what Brother Chris calls it, growing pains. But I want to thank y'all so much for loving me and for uh, just being who you are and for caring for the church. Uh, that means that means so much. Not every place, and I'm not being ugly, but not every place that I've tried to pastor has been quite like that. And uh, I consider it a, 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 an honor and a privilege, and I love you today, and I'm thankful for each one of you that's here. I, my heart just rejoiced as I saw folks coming in. And uh, I just, uh, I thought, boy, we're gonna have a good little crowd today. <laughs> and uh, that, that just thrills me. And if there was only three of us here, I'd still be, I'd still have something to shout about. But, uh, but I'm glad today that you're here. And uh, boy, this has been a sweet, sweet service thus far. It really has. And uh, I was just kind of hoping it'd take off with the testimonies. And, uh, but uh, the presence of the Lord has been here from the time that, from the time that the folks started gathering here to up to this present time. And I surely don't want to do or say anything and put a damper on it uh, today. But I love you. And uh, it's good to, good to see the Armstrongs back there. That's, uh, me and Jerry go back a long ways. He, uh, when I first moved to Wimble, he was the first person that, what ones I didn't know that I met when I moved there. And he come riding up on a riding lawnmower. He used to ride 36 Highway on a riding lawnmower. <laughs> he, he come to my house and introduced himself. Sometimes he wouldn't go home. <laughs> he just stayed and stayed. But I, I loved it, Jerry. I appreciate that. I didn't know a lot of folks back then, and boy, that was a that was a blessing. And uh, boy, that seems like yesterday. What, 1980, 88, 89, somewhere around there. But uh, what a blessing. Good to see each one of you here. 
good to have Brother Littleton back with us uh, today. Uh, Patrick, your family, good to see y'all. Uh, but if you'll turn in your Bibles to Second uh, Kings, the 19th chapter, I'm having a little bit of trouble seeing today, and I think it's because yeah, of the Lord. contact that was supposed to have been taken out a month ago still in. So, uh, but uh, I'm thrilled to be here this, this morning. 19th chapter of 2 Kings, uh, and we, we preached out of this scripture before. Uh, I know I have because I've got places underlined. And, uh, but uh, this is where the Lord has led us. And I'd like to preach on the thought, um, and it's a song that's in our hymnal, uh, just a little talk with Jesus. And, and um, I love that song, and it's so true that when the storms of life seem to be bearing more than I can handle, and most of the time they are more than I can handle, I'm so glad that having communications with Jesus Christ seems to put an ease to all our problems. Yeah. really does. And it's not because it's just something that I want to think puts an ease to it, but it's something that I know puts an ease to it because I can feel that peace deep down in my heart. I want to preach to us about the importance of talking to Jesus today. Somebody said, Preacher, can we talk to him in an audible voice like we would talk to one another? He answers us in ways that we may not get a direct answer, but he answers us in ways of comfort and peace. Sometimes he teaches us patience. He does. I've never asked God to give me patience. I was warned a long time ago to never ask God for that, that he might give you more than you want, but Sometimes in his answers that he gives, you have, to, you have to be willing to wait and listen to him and see, what, see where he's leading. But you can always know that if you go to him with a sincere heart, Come on, that he's going to hear you. Amen. And that thrills me to death. That just thrills me to death. That I know, that I know that if I go to him, sincere, he's going to hear me. And if he knows what's best for me, how can I lose by going to him? Amen. Amen. First, uh, first verse in the 19th chapter of 2 Kings, it says, And it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went unto the house of the Lord. Uh, what King Hezekiah heard was he got a messenger from the king of Assyria of a threat that was made. In this threat, it was encouraging him to surrender. Uh, uh, and then in this threat, Sennacherib had sent letter to Hezekiah, giving him his track record of all the other 
kings that he had disposed of and all the other people that he had, uh, all the other nations he had taken. He basically told Hezekiah, said their gods couldn't protect him and your God can't protect you. Praise God that he have another thing coming. <clears throat> and he sent Elikim, which is, was over the household in Shebna, the scribe and the elders of the priest covered with sackcloth to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. And they said unto him, Thus saith Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and blasphemy. For the children are come to the birth, there is not strength to bring forth. It may be the Lord thy God will hear all the words of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Assyria, his master, has sent to reproach the living God, and will reprove the words which the Lord thy God hath heard. Wherefore, lift up thy prayer for the remnant that are left. And that's as far as I feel led to read. We know that uh, Hezekiah was uh, the king of Judah at this time, and Sennacherib was the king of Assyria. And, 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 and we realize that, that uh, Sennacherib basically tells him, surrender or you're doomed. Amen. And, uh, and a lot of times when we start to have fears come into our life, and I'm speaking for me, sometimes when we have fears come in our life, if we're not careful, those fears will overwhelm us. Amen? Amen. And for a split second, we will forget that we serve a higher power, Amen. that we serve somebody that knows our fears before we ever have them. And... Uh, 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 Hezekiah was a good king. He feared God. You go back and read about him, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. And uh, but nevertheless, this threat bothered him. Amen. I I've often I've often compared it to uh, 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 I've heard people and I've seen things on television where folks have been sent a threatening letter, maybe maybe a politician or or somebody a judge every so often that uh, makes a decision that somebody don't like and they will get a threatening letter uh, in the mail and, and uh, sometimes in that letter it will say you better watch your children. What, what a devastating uh, kind of thing that would be uh, for us to get a letter like that. You don't know if the person's serious or you uh, uh, don't know if it's a joke uh, uh, but nevertheless uh, it'll cause you to stay awake a little while at night. Uh, so uh, Hezekiah had gotten this message, uh, and and uh, and I believe his heart began to beat. I believe butterflies I, I began to uh, uh, fly around in his stomach, and and uh, he did all he uh, knew to do, and that was just to go to God with it. Amen. And and you'll read. I didn't read to you, but a little bit further. Uh, uh, Hezekiah takes the letter that was sent to him by the king of Assyria and the Bible said he spread it out uh, before the Lord. Uh, uh, it helps every now and then even though God knows uh, what our problems are. He knows what our terror is. 
He knows what our fears are. It helps every now and then just to spread it out before the Lord. Amen. Sometimes it helps us to do that. Yeah. Amen. Gotta tell somebody. <laughs> Amen. So the Bible teaches us how that uh, uh, Hezekiah went over there and he spread this before the Lord. Lord, here's the threat. Here's what I'm facing. <laughs> And then the Bible said that he went to pray. <laughs> and he, he prayed and he prayed. <laughs> and uh, uh, he prayed for the remnant that was left there. And uh, I got good news for you. This story has a good ending. Amen. How, how the Bible said how, how that the Lord sent an angel down. How, and smote around, around 180,000 uh, of the Assyrian army. Uh, and they took tail. Uh, and they ran. Amen. Uh, and the Bible said uh, that Sennacherib went home. Uh, and he went back to his God. And I forget the name of it. Nimrod or something other. But that's what he worshipped. And the Bible said that he went back over there and worshipped his God. And in the same verse. In the same verse that it tells that, it says he was assassinated by his sons. I'm going to tell you what today, I wouldn't want to try to stand against God's people, amen. If I had all the natural power in this world, I wouldn't want to stand against God's people. Because I tell you what today, there's, I know some little old sainted ladies, yeah. Brother Jerry, amen, <laughs> that, can, that can get in touch with God and they may not even have a gun in their house, but they can talk to God, amen, and they can get prayers answered, amen. 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 Boy, it thrills me. Shame on me when I neglect to have a little talk with Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Have you ever tried to solve a fear on your own? Sure. Not going to bother God with this. I'm going I'm to take care of it myself. I'm going to go to this person or that person and get their opinion on it. And this one's opinion on it. And see what I can work out this thing. Let me tell you something. I can save you a lot of time and effort. Yeah. If you'll go to Jesus Christ with your problems today, don't you think for a minute you're carrying something to him that's too small because he's in the business of handling small problems and large problems. Amen. Amen. Trouble is, I let a lot of small ones get large. Amen. When I don't have to. But boy, a little talk with God today, amen, makes a difference. Yeah. Makes a difference. I'm going to tell you something. If the only time you talk to God is over here at the church house, boy, you need to get right with the Lord. Amen. Amen. This is something that needs to be in our everyday life. Amen. Before I go out there and try to guide a hut with some strangers shooting their guns that I don't even know, Vanessa, I pray and say, God, please watch over us and protect us. God, please. Accidents happen. They do. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, give, give me back home safely. <laughs> Preacher, that's just common sense. That's going to happen all the time. Come on, God. Bless all the time. That's right. And when I'm driving back home and I 
Get on County Highway 36 and turn right on Burgett Road. I say thank you, Lord, one more time for delivering me home. <laughs> amen. It's almost like he's right there in that old truck with me talking to me. Amen. Boy, I'm sure there's people at traffic lights that look at me every now and again and think, what's he on? <laughs> but I've learned, I've learned, Brother Wayne, that the more I talk to him, more I talk to him, the better life goes. The better it goes. Have you ever prayed and got that deep, subtle peace that you've done all that you do? He says, when you've done all you can do to stand, and, and, and you've got a problem, and you took it to God, and you were sincere about it, and you were humble, and you said, God, if there's anything else I need to do that will help solve this problem, Lord, lead me to do it. And you get a peace coming. I can't describe it. You know what all those of you saying know what it is. It's a peace that comes upon you that you know God heard your prayer. Amen. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, I love him today. You know that through prayers, wars have been won. Through prayer, sick folks have been healed. Through prayer, babies have been born with 10 toes and 10 fingers. <clears throat> when Austin was in Belinda's belly, we, we prayed. Do we want a girl? Do we want a boy? And believe we prayed, she'd say, Lord, just give us a healthy baby. Yeah. He didn't have to. Mm -hmm. And if he had not been healthy, if he had had five fingers and two toes, we'd still love him the way we love him now. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, somehow another God heard that prayer. <laughs> Preacher, you was old a baby with. Ten fingers and ten toes and a sound. I know I wasn't. Amen. Amen. <coughs> I was old death. <laughs> That's what I was But I'm glad I talked to him. Yeah. I want to encourage you to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I appreciate what you said, Brother Mark, about texting. I appreciate what yeah. you said. I text. Y'all do. But it's a way of not having to get on the phone for a long time with somebody. That's where a lot of us look at it. When you're short enough. And then if we don't answer it, we can say, well, we're busy. Most time we are. We'll answer it in about two or three hours. But a face-to-face -face with somebody. Thank you. A face-to-face -face with somebody. Oh, we need to teach our young people more than ever to start having face-to-face -face with them. Yes. You can tell by looking in somebody's eyes and speaking to them, Brother Bobby, there's a difference. Yeah. I can text you, I love you. Mm -hmm. Brother, if I say I love you. <laughs> Ain't that different? Something different about it. Yeah. Amen. 
I'm not putting down technology. But God help us today to get back to communication. You want to see a marriage fall apart. Come on. And I'm not a marriage counselor. Me and Glenn, we work at this thing. But you want to see a marriage fall apart, quit talking to one another. That's right. Stop communication. Go to bed facing one way, another facing another. Do that three or four or five nights in a row. Watch what happens. The devil will say, he don't love you. That's right. She don't love you. Next thing you know, he's been busted up and up. Mm -hmm. All it takes is communication with God. Yeah. All it takes. See, that's the most powerful thing that a Christian has right. is being able to communicate with God. Yeah. And I'm so glad, uh, Marilyn, that we're living in the day of grace. Amen. I don't have to go to some earthly priest mm -hmm. and, and get him to talk to God and then hope that that priest is in shape to talk to him. Yeah. But I find that with the Father. I can talk to God. <laughs> I can talk to him. Oh, boy, I tell you, what an honor and a privilege that is that comes with being a Christian today. Some of you may be saying, I can't talk to God. I don't know how to talk to God. First thing you got to do is get saved. Mm -hmm. But if you ain't saved, you can't talk That's to God. Right. Right. You can't talk to Him. You might disagree with me, but I think the Bible will back this up. You have to know Him to be able to talk to Him. Yeah. And the prayer that He will hear is a prayer of repentance. Yeah. As Brother James Earl Pate testifies about when he got saved, he said, I, he said, when I finally got to the point where I said, Lord, I need you more than anything. That'll get you saved. Amen. That'll get you saved. Lord, I need you more than anything. See, Brother James would admit to you, he was holding back on some things. Yeah. And he'd go on the altar and he'd come back here. They get ankle right. And then you go back. But when he got down there and said, Lord, I need you more than anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I can see the Lord. Yes, you do. You do need me more than anything. And because you believe that and you understand that, I'm going to reach down and save your dying soul. Mm -hmm. What a blessing. What a blessing. <clears throat> Keep communications with God. I feel bad a lot of times when when me and a friend, maybe we live a long ways apart, and Sister Vanessa, we lose contact. We just do. And it's, it's just as much my fault as it is theirs. Mm -hmm. And maybe you'll see them somewhere at a funeral or something, you ain't seen them in a long time, and we'll say, man, we've got to get together. We've got to stay in contact. Yeah. You say that, and <clears throat> usually doesn't ever come to pass. But don't let your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ start drawing apart. Draw apart. Sometimes we need to learn how to pray. Yeah. We need to learn how to pray. I read in the Bible uh, 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 about, I think it was a, a Pharisee, that he commits to bragging to God 
How good he was. And he thought he was praying. <laughs> I give tithes, I do this, I do that. And thank you God that I'm not like this public over here, this tax collector. Well, I'm not like him. That wasn't a prayer, that was a brag. But the Bible said that that public was most on his grace. He was so humble he couldn't even look up. He said, Lord, be merciful to me. I said, God heard that prayer. God heard that prayer. And when we'll go to him, honestly, he'll hear our prayer. And I'm, I'm so thankful that once he hears it, that I can put that on the back burner. I'm done with it. Well, preacher, what if, what if you don't? I prayed for the sick before, and he didn't heal them. Does he not love me? Is he there? Do you know what the book of Isaiah teaches us? He says, my ways, my thoughts, are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. So, if I pray, and I pray earnestly, God, heal this person. The Bible said, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray and anoint with oil. Too bad we ain't got any oil here. You know what that oil is? That's the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. That's all. That's all we have to have is the Spirit of God. Because see, if we did use oil here, and I'm glad we don't, but if we did, I might be off in the woods and need to pray for somebody. Yeah. And there ain't none. <laughs> you think God's going to say, well, you ain't over at church. <laughs> you ain't got that all. ain't going to hear you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord today. Yeah. Amen. Let me read you a verse here. I'm fixing to shut her down, Brother Wayne. First Peter says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He went on to say, let him make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Have you ever seen a day and time where folks are not settled? I'm talking about just not settled. I don't know everything about God's Word, but I'm missionary Baptist because I believe that what we believe is based on His Word. Is based on His Word. And there's other religions, amen, that maybe I don't agree with everything they teach. But if they teach and preach that you have to be born again to go to heaven, they're on the right track. They're on the right track. Amen. 
James says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. For the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That tells me that there's power in prayer. Power in prayer. Boy, time wouldn't permit for me to list down just in my life, just in my life, the things that God has changed through prayer. The things he has changed through prayer. Preacher, I pray. I'm glad. I'm glad. But do you really pray? Are you sincere when you talk to God? Are you in condition? Are you in condition to pray? Or are we too many times like that Pharisee? We just want God to know how good we are. Amen. We please God by coming to Him humbly, admitting to Him that we're nothing and He's everything. See, the world doesn't teach that today, and that's the problem that we're having as the church, that we've got our hands full trying to compete with the world. We're not competing. We've already won. But they're teaching that you're owed, that you, that you have been wronged, amen. I was driving, I'm fixing to hush, I was driving up 411 yesterday morning, going to Cherokee County, and I saw billboard after billboard, this law firm, that law firm, have you been wronged, have you been done this, been done that, call this one, call that, and they were all different lawyers. All the way down. And there must be there must be some results from having those billboards because they're paying good money to have them on that busy highway. And Marilyn, I got to the last billboard before I came into Leesburg. And it said, Are you going to heaven or hell? That's all it said. That's all it said. Oh boy, how straightforward is that? You can call a lawyer if you think you've been done wrong. You can get a whole lot of money or this or that. But the question at the end of the line, and I'm, I'm sure it wasn't arranged that way. Some church, some church somewhere had paid to have that billboard yeah. stuck up there. Yeah. Are you going to heaven or hell? Had heaven in blue and hell red with flames coming off of it. Scary looking. He's the best thing that's ever happened to me by far. If I stumble, which I do stumble, he's there to take me and help me up. Has it been a while, listen to me, has it been a while since you've really talked to Jesus? Come on. Are you one of those that was mentioned earlier in the message that have never talked to Jesus? Richard, I've asked him to save me, and I don't know whether he did or not. Good chance you didn't get saved. That's right. Good chance you didn't get saved. 
You'll know. You'll know. This is a progressive thing. Amen. And the longer I've known Jesus, Bobby, I've known you a while, and I love you more today than I did the first time I met you. And it don't be that way. We all grow. We all, all of you. I love y'all more than the first time I met you. But you know what? Here's the amazing thing. When I was yet a sinner, <laughs> another you loved me. And that amazes me. That amazes me. I wasn't deserving of that. But you did. So if you're here today, and it's been a while since you've really talked to the Lord, well, preacher, my life's going pretty good. I haven't got many problems to speak of. I reckon I can just leave well enough alone. You better pray that he'll take care of you around the next curve. Around the next curve. People talk about preventive maintenance being very important on machinery. And I believe it is. Preventive maintenance in our prayer life is very important for what's coming, for what we're going to face. So today, it's been a while since you've talked to him. Just a little talk. Whoever wrote that song, they must have known Jesus. Just a little talk. If you're here today and you've tried to talk to him, but you can honestly say you've never had a communication with God, let me encourage you, while the Spirit's drawing you, to come and believe to the saving of your soul. And I promise you, if you'll ask Him humbly, He'll save you, and you'll know what having communication with God is all about. We sang the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. <clears throat> oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. That song is so true. So as we stand, and Brother Wayne comes and gets us a song, ask yourself, ask yourself, do I have a relationship with God? This is not something that we, that we just to be on the safe side, we hope we do, or are we just to be on the safe side, we're going to think we do. This is life and death. This is heaven or hell. And I want you to know for without the shadow of a doubt yeah. that you've got that peace down in your heart today. Amen. And this is not just to somebody that's lost. This is to us Christians, amen, that have gone a little while and backslid from God. That happens to us. Paul said, told us that he had to die out daily. Amen. That means that he had to clean up his life day in and day out. Because he was human and he had things go through his mind, things that he thought that he knew wasn't right. And he had to clean them things up. And the only one that can clean them up is God. Amen. Go ahead and sing. 129. Page 129. Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus.